Welcome wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host Brandy and on this show we talk about all things wrestling from AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. On tonight's show, we're going to be covering Monday Night Raw from 7-12 and Friday Night Smackdown from 7-16. So let's just jump right into the ring and let's get into the action, shall we? Let's start with Monday Night Raw from 7-12. Now guys, this is the Monday Night Raw before Money in the Bank. And we all know that this Raw is going to be a climactic Raw because it's going to be setting up Money in the Bank for this Sunday. So we jump right into Monday Night Raw with an opening with New Day and a match. Of course, the match is Xavier Woods versus Bobby Lashley. Kofi Kingston comes out with the Xavier, and MVP comes out with Bobby Lashley. The ladies are also up at the entrance ramp, sitting in the VIP lounge. Now, guys, this is a rematch from last week. We all saw last week where Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods got one up on Bobby Lashley and MVP. We saw this. We knew Lashley was not going to let this sit, and we knew that MVP was not going to let a loss like that happen before Money in the Bank. So here we are a week later with Xavier Woods versus Bobby Lashley. Guys, we know what Xavier and Bobby Lashley could do to each other. We know what Bobby Lashley could do to Xavier. We've seen it several times over and over and over again. And Lashley is such a dominating force. It's very hard to get past Lashley when you're dealing with MVP on the outside. But good and luckily enough, it's not a... Hell in a Cell match, and Kofi Kingston is not being kept from being involved in the match if MVP gets involved. It's an incredible match, guys. Go on your social media. Go check out this match. I promise you guys, you're going to be absolutely blown away. It's mind-boggling. It actually showcases what Kofi Kingston buddy Xavier Woods can do. Woods really shows MVP and Bobby Lashley what he's capable of in a ring. At the same time, Bobby Lashley is showing a side of him that we're not used to seeing and he's giving Xavier Woods a run for his money. Xavier and him do an incredible job. Heck of a way to set up money in the bank, but of course there's a shocking twist. A twist that I promise all my fans out there is going to blow your mind. The match ends with Xavier Woods pinning the WWE Champion. Yes, you heard me correctly. Xavier Woods pinning the WWE Champion, Bobby Lashley. He's stunned. MVP's stunned. Kofi's ecstatic because it proves what Kofi Kingston has been saying all along. Never underestimate Xavier Woods and what he's capable of. Complete shocker. Blew my mind. Blew the WWE Universe and the Thunderdome's mind. Absolutely blew their mind. I mean, it probably shocked everybody in the WWE Universe because we didn't see this happening. We just didn't see this happening. It was absolutely incredible. Absolutely mind-boggling. Kofi and Xavier are celebrating in the outside the ring. They are ecstatic, excited that Xavier got this one-up on Bobby Lashley ahead of Kofi's match against Lashley for the WWE Championship. MVP goes in there, you know, tries to console Lashley, telling Lashley, it's okay, 
you'll get you'll get him in the end at money in the bank Lashley is beside himself. He is absolutely, guys, I'm not kidding you, in utter shock. He is so stunned. He's more stunned than the rest of us are. He cannot believe that he just got beat by Xavier Woods. He just can't believe it. So what does Lashley do? He kind of throws MVP out of the way, steps out of the ring, and walks up the entrance ramp with his title. Right past the ladies, right through the uh, entrance ramp and gone. It's shocking to see Lashley like this. We never have ever seen Lashley like this, ever. It's a shocker. It's something we weren't prepared for. But I'm telling you, go look it up on social media. You won't be disappointed. You will find it is an absolutely incredible match with an incredible and twisted end that you weren't expecting. After the match, MVP is in the back, and he's walking around looking for Lashley. He's trying to find him anywhere to try to make him feel better, console him, let him understand that, hey, it happens sometimes. We lose, you know, we lose matches. It happens sometimes. You know, brush it off. It's no big deal. You'll get him in the end. But, of course, he finds out from one of the other people that Bobby Lashley has left the building. He literally took his WWE title, and he's gone. La you know, MVP keeps reassuring, oh, Lashley told me he'll be back. I promise, before the end of the night, Bobby Lashley will be back. We will make him feel better. We'll comfort him. You know, we'll make him, you know, pep him up for his match against, against Kofi Kingston. We'll get him ready. I promise you, we will see Bobby Lashley before the end of the night. And MVP walks off. When we see Jinder Mahal, we know what's been going on with Jinder and, you know, Drew McIntyre. We know what happened last week where Jinder Mahal stole Drew McIntyre's family heirloom. We saw that last week. We knew what was going on. But, of course, Jinder this time comes riding up on that beautiful motorcycle. This motorcycle, guys, is incredible. It's absolutely beautiful. It's a beautiful piece of machinery. He comes walking up. And, of course, Endo Shear's there. And he asks him about family heirloom that he stole. Is it here? Do you guys have it? You know, is it, you know, is it, you know, is it safe? Is it preserved? And of course, Indoshir reassures him, yes, we have it. They even show him that they have it. And Jinder Mahal goes, good. Very, very, very good. So then we move on. Alexa's in her playground. And her guest tonight, of course, is Ava Marie and Dewdrop. Piper, guys. Piper. And, you know, she's talking to Dewdrop, and, you know, she's talking about how wonderful, you know, Dewdrop is, and how she's a big Dewdrop fan. She loves Dewdrop. She loves everything that Dewdrop, Dewdrop has been doing. You know, her and Dewdrop are having a friendly little conversation. And it's an interesting conversation between the two of them, but then Ava Marie interrupts and basically says, look, I'm the star, not Dewdrop. Not anybody else in the women's roster. I'm the star. I'm the person that you need to be paying attention to. Not Dewdrop. Not any of these other girls. Nothing like that. She goes, look. You're a silly little girl playing dress up with your little dolls. And I don't have time for you. Come on, Dewdrop. And walks off. I'm telling you right now. Ava just made a grave mistake. 
she should have talked to Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, and Reginald about what happens when you go that far with Alexa Bliss. Apparently, she's not been watching the Shayna Baszler story. Otherwise, she would have known better than to taunt Alexa like she just did. She made a grave error, a critical error, that could that puts her right in Alexa's radar. Not a smart thing to do. Not looking good for Ava Marie. Do drop, she might be safe. But Ava, not so much. Not smart. So then we come back to, of course, with gender and Indosheer. And like I told you guys, everything that's been going on with Drew and gender, it's been getting really interesting. This feud is really starting to heat up. And I like when they bring in new feuds. I, I told you guys I would love to see. We've seen Seamus and Drew. I wanted to see Drew and Jinder Mahal because I thought it would be a great matchup with two Goliaths that are really going to bring it to the ring and bring out the best in each other. And believe me, this feud has been good so far. It leads up, of course, to them being in the ring. And Jinder says, I may have taken a, taken a little step too far last week by taking your family heirloom. You know, I, I, yeah, I shouldn't, you know, have done what I did. Yeah, I want to apologize. So, Drew, please come out and let me apologize to you for taking your family heirloom and disrespecting you. Of course, Drew doesn't show up. Ginger starts getting mad because he's like, look, I want to apologize to you. Friend to friend here, I want to say I'm sorry for doing something that I did last week that I shouldn't have done. Come on, Drew, come out. Talk to me. Drew doesn't come out. So then Ginger gets back and starts bad-mouthing Drew. Typical Jinder Mahal. We know the modern day Maharaja. We know how he is. He's not taking Drew, disrespecting him like this very well. And he goes, look, 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 you know, I, I, I promise I'd give you the sword. I promised I would. And you're going to come out. You're not going to come out here. You're going to disrespect me this way. You're going to you know, do this this way by not coming out and talking to me face to face. What kind of man are you? Are you scared? Are you afraid of me? We all know Drew McIntyre is not afraid of Jinder Mahal. He's not afraid of Indosheer. He's not afraid of anything. I mean, come on. He faced Brock Lesnar and took him out. I highly doubt Drew is afraid of anything. Really. I really think he isn't. The Fiend, maybe. But I don't see him being afraid of anyone. Anybody else. Anybody. Well, of course, Drew shows up on the Tron. And tells him, well, you know, he waves at him and goes, hi, Jinder, how you doing? You know, yeah. He tells him, look, uh, I wanted to, Jinder, because I wanted to apologize to you. I, I didn't take your family heirloom to steal it from you. I took it to have it refurbished, to get it polished, to make it look shiny for you. And I want to show you what I've done. Indoshears brought it. I want you to see what I've done, and I want to present it to you with a shinier new look. Well, they open up the uncover it, open up the case, and the sword is broke into. Gender, oh my gosh, Drew, I'm so, so sorry. My boys must have not handled it right, because this is not how it looked when I saw it. Gender, you know, trying to backpedal here to make himself look good. And, of course, Drew tells him, oh, please, 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 please. I want to tell you something. That sword you stole last week, that wasn't the real sword. That was the replica. Here's the real sword. And he produces his family heirloom. Gender doesn't know what to think. You can see that look of confusion in Gender's face. But what happens next, guys? I'm telling you. 
all of you go out there on Twitter, on your Instagram, any YouTube, anywhere on your social media, and go check this segment out. Because what happens next, I can describe it, but I promise you, visually seeing it, you're going to be like, whoa, Drew took it a step higher. Typical Drew McIntyre. He, of course, tells him, you know, like I said, that wasn't the real thing. That was a replica. Shows him the real thing. And says, look, this is your pretty beautiful bike, isn't it? And he's standing in front of Ginger's bike. And he goes, the craftsmanship, look at it. I absolutely think that this would be more important to you than anything else. And he starts destroying Ginger Mahal's bike. I mean, literally, tailpipe, yanks it off, takes the tailpipe, breaks the side of it, starts literally tearing this bike apart. Whole time, Ginger is horrified in the ring, watching Drew destroy this bike. It's absolutely incredible. Mind-boggling. It's absolutely incredible. And he literally afterwards stands there, and the bike's completely destroyed. He goes, don't worry, Ginger. Nothing a little elbow grease can't fix. And he knocks the bike over and walks away. You can see the steam literally coming out of Ginger's ears. He is, I mean, his face is as red as a beet. He is so mad. I'm telling you guys, this feud between Ginger Mahal and Drew McIntyre is going to escalate in a huge way. Could Ginger get involved in the Money in the Bank ladder match on Sunday and cost Drew McIntyre his shot at the Money in the Bank contract? Is that possible? Could they wait until after Money in the Bank and have a feud between Ginger and Drew if Drew wins the Money in the Bank contract? Who knows? The sky's the limit as to where they could go with this feud with Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal. It's heating up. It's going to get interesting. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen next between these two. Next we have, of course, Nikki Ash. And she's in the back getting ready for her match. And Matt Riddle comes up. and This Matt Riddle thing. Guys, he's electrifying in the ring. But the part that turns me off about him is he's just so annoying. He's great in the ring. His, his ring skills are incredible. But his mouth kind of gets the better of him. And his stories kind of drive me insane. I mean, he, that's the part that turns me off with Matt Riddle. You guys made that thing differently. And you may like Matt Riddle. And give me a shout out on social media if you do. I'm telling you, just to me as a wrestling fan, I like him in the ring when he's not talking. When he just goes in there kicks kicks butt and walks back out that i like about matt riddle but this talking segments i have no interest it turns me off i don't get thrilled about matt i'm ready to move on of course he of course is still talking to her about burritos and randy orton and yeah he's just going on and on rambling like matt riddle has been doing for the past couple of months rambling to the point that it's it's confused everybody he's ever been around. It even confuses poor Nikki Ash. She's absolutely confused as to what he's talking about. And absolutely wants something to do with the conversation. She absolutely just doesn't want anything to do with the conversation. Which leads up to Nikki Ash versus Alexa Bliss versus Naomi versus Asuka in a fatal four-way. This match... I, I've told everyone, I stick by my women's division. 
every woman in every company in the in every division showcases what they can do flawlessly. And these four women literally blow the roof off. It's an incredible match between these four. Absolutely incredible, which is going to be exciting to see what these same four women are going to do against the SmackDown women in the Money in the Bank ladder match. It's an incredible, absolutely incredible match. Back and forth. But the interesting part is midway through the match, Eva Marie and Dewdrop come out. We all know what's about to happen. Storms are brewing. You've done something stupid. Now you're going to do something else that's really dumb. Of course, Ava, you know, wants Dewdrop to attack Alexa Bliss and take her out. So Alexa Bliss is no longer in the match. Dewdrop comes down, waves at her, says, Hi, how you doing? Be nice. Alexa's, you know, really happy to see her, kind of standing there smiling. And out of the blue, Dewdrop takes her out. Drewdrop literally annihilates Alexa and throws her over the barricade on the other side. Ava goes over to admire Drewdrop's handiwork, and when she gets over there, there's no Alexa Bliss on the other side of the ring bear over the barricade. She is literally looking at Dewdrop and going, Where's Lexi? Where did she go? What happened to Alexa? We don't know. Alexa just poof, as Alexa always does. Strike two for Ava Marie. Apparently, again, she didn't watch Shayna's story. So now, she's put herself direct sights of Alexa Bliss. And it's not going to turn out good for Ava. Now, could we see Ava Marie, just like Jinder Mahal, possibly interfere in the women's Money in the Bank ladder match? That's highly possible. But, I'm saying, if she does, she's going to have strike three, you're out. Alexa's only going to play this game for so long before you start playing by Alexa's rules. So, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Dewdrop and Ava Marie and Alexa Bliss. But, the match is absolutely incredible. Back and forth. Alexa's out of the match, so now we only have Naomi... Nikki and Oscar, and it's an incredible match. These three ladies really showcase what they can do, and Naomi really shines. She shines like a bright, shiny diamond. She looks so incredible in that match. She does moves that we've never seen Naomi ever do, and it's an incredible match. Got to give props to Naomi for what she did. Our little glow worm glowed like she never glowed before. It was an incredible match. But, of course, it did end with Nikki Ash winning that match. I like what WWE is doing with Nikki. I like that they're giving Nikki this push. I like that. Nikki deserves a push. She really does. So, I like that they're doing this with her. I think it's an incredible thing. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Nikki next. Could Nikki win the Money in the Bank ladder match? Highly possible. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in this Money in the Bank ladder match between the women from Raw and the women from SmackDown. And it's going to be interesting to see if Ava Marie gets involved in that match somehow with Alexa Bliss. Strike three, Ava. Strike three. Of course, we get an interview with the Viking Raiders, and they are supposed to face their opponents tonight in separate matches. Eric is supposed to face uh, Almas, and Ivar is supposed to face AJ Styles. 
they're talking about you know how they've been picking about picking on how they dress their viking customs blah 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 how what aj has been doing and they aj has really been dissing the viking raiders it's been an interesting little feud between these two tag teams and what was going to happen but it's incredible they pretty much let everyone know that, you know vikings are amazing and ivar goes and we're wonderful with the ladies we all know everyone loves ivar all the ladies absolutely i love ivar i love eric they're incredible this storyline between aj almost and eric and ivar has been an incredible tag team storyline leaning up to the raw tag team championships it's been absolutely incredible and we find out that at money in the bank AJ Styles and almost will put their titles on the line against the Viking Raiders. This is going to be an incredible match. I'm promising you, you don't want to miss it. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. But if you do miss it, I will be covering it. I promise I will be covering it. So, we get first AJ Styles versus Ivar. Of course, almost comes out with him. Eric comes out with Ivar. Yo. Know, he says, look, look, AJ goes, I shouldn't have said that y'all are barbarians. What I should have said is that y'all are uneducated, stinky people. That's what he said, pretty much. He's like, now, look, I'm going to literally break Ivar's leg in a calf crusher. And then almost is going to destroy Eric. So we won't ever have to face them for their titles ever again. We won't ever have to face them. Of course, then, you know, like I said, we found out Money and Bank, they are going to be facing each other for the titles. AJ, basically, their match was incredible. Ivar really brought it to AJ Styles and vice versa. It was an incredible match between these two. Getting to see Ivar in singles competition was incredible. It really showcased what Ivar can do. And it really pushed AJ to the limits that AJ's never been pushed to before. Of course, you're thinking, almost is going to get involved. He does. He tries to create a distraction for AJ. But, of course, Eric fixes the problem. And pretty much renders that you know, out. It's an incredible match. But the ending, it was the surprising part. Ivar defeats AJ Styles. Wow. Did not see that one coming almost is in disbelief eric is excited this is this this gives hope to them winning the raw tag team titles because ivar just beat aj styles in a one-on-one -on -one match now we go to the other side eric versus almost this, this match is absolutely incredible eric really shows what he can do against almost almost really shows just how big of a brute he really can be and how really good he is in the ring he really showcases a little bit more of his style and i like it that we finally get to see what almost can do in a ring without having aj involved i mean it's a really incredible i mean guys you need to go look this up on social media it's an incredible match with eric and almost of course it does win with almost you know it does end with almost getting the win who didn't see that coming after what happened between aj and ivar we kind of assumed almost would get eric kind of on my side of the thing i was kind of hoping that eric might get one up on almost but that also gives hope with almost winning 
that Eric and Ivar as a team can take those titles off AJ Styles and almost at Money in the Bank. So we're going to see what's going to happen. It's going to be an interesting segment. It's going to be an interesting setup. I'm excited to see what's going to happen at Money in the Bank. Okay, then we move on to Sheamus. He's talking to Pierce because we've been told Sheamus is going to have to defend his United States title tonight against Alberto Correa. This has been building up for a while. We knew this was going to happen, but we all knew in the one match between him and Correa, Correa did accidentally break his nose, so Sheamus has been out for a while. We've been waiting for Sheamus to be medically cleared to face Alberto Carrillo for the United States title because Carrillo has earned his shot. He's earned his shot more than once. So it's, you know, we've all been waiting for Sheamus to finally step up, put his United States title on the line against Carrillo, and actually have a match. Well, Sheamus isn't happy that Pierce is making him do this. He's not happy that Pierce and Sonya are telling him he has to do it tonight. He doesn't want to defend it, especially against Alberto Carrillo. He wants nothing to do with this match whatsoever. He basically disrespects Sonya in the process of this whole thing. Says some pretty nasty things to Sonya, which to me, that's very disrespectful on Sheamus' part. But that is Sheamus' character. That's just how Sheamus is. Personally, in my opinion, I love Sheamus when he's a champ. But please don't respect Sonya Deville. She's done a lot for the company. Give her the props for the props is due, please. You know, but... He's basically mad that he has to defend the title. And he's telling Pierce, I don't want to do it. Against Herbert or Carrillo, no. This is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And Pierce and them go, look, can we please be on the same page? Can we just have this match tonight? And then maybe we might talk about who you're going to face. Or you might let you pick who you're going to face. Just be on the same page with us tonight. And then after that, we'll cross the bridge after that. Are we on the same page, Seamus? Seamus gets that smile, that wicked famous smile of Seamus when he's a champion. And goes, yeah, we're on the same page. Not a problem. There won't be a problem tonight. And he walks off. We all know Seamus. When Seamus gets a smile like that, it's not going to turn out well for his opponent. Something is going to happen, and it's not going to be pretty. When Seamus is a champion... Sheamus is brutal. We know this. We've seen it when he's faced Roman Reigns. We've seen it, you know, when he's, you know, when he's, you know, faced anybody that he's ever been a champ with. We know how Sheamus can be lethal and deadly when he's a champion. And that smile pretty much says something's not going to go right for Alberto Carrillo tonight. It just says it. Kofi Kingston and Xavier, they're celebrating in the back. They are so happy that they won. And believe me, I'm as happy as they are that they won. Do I think that at Money in the Bank, Kofi Kingston is going to defeat Bobby Lashley? I'm making a prediction right now. I'm telling you guys right now, uh uh-uh. Ain't going to happen. Bobby Lashley's got Kofi Kingston's number. There is no question. Lashley will defeat Kofi. No questions and no question whatsoever as to who's going to win that title. That's my prediction. Bobby Lashley keeps his title. But they're celebrating, and of course they run into the Lucha House Party. Lucha House Party has been on fire right now. They've been doing really good. I mean, they defeated Retribution, looking really good right now. T-Bar and Mace, they beat them last week. They're looking incredible. And, you know, Kofi's excited about what's going to happen tonight. And he says, Bobby, you know, Bobby, when Bobby comes back, I'll be ready for him. I'll be ready for him this Sunday. I'll be ready to beat Bobby Lashley completely. Well, while they're getting ready to leave, they're notified that Bobby Lashley has re-entered the building and he is back. And that he's heading to the VIP lounge 
right now. So they know, now Kofi knows Bobby Lashley is back. Happy to see Lashley back. Interesting to see how he's going to react to what happened with him and Xavier Woods earlier this, earlier this evening. Well, of course, I told you guys, never trust a smiling Seamus. Never, 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 never. Never. And I was right. Seamus comes up and literally destroys Alberto Carrillo before the match. Even in the back, before the match is even going to happen. He destroys Alberto Carrillo. I mean, literally annihilates his opponent before he even gets the match. During the, you know, Pierce and them get there. They're checking on Alberto Carrillo. Pierce is standing there. Sonya's there. You've got Damian Priest there. And Mansoor and Mustafa Ali. They're all there to make sure Alberto Carrillo is okay. And that everything's alright. Because all three of those competitors share a mutual enemy. And I'm talking about Seamus. All three of them share that common enemy. But they're standing there. They're making sure he's okay. Pierce tells, you know, Carrillo, look, we can have another, we can have the match another time. Let's get you checked out by medical don't worry, you're not going to lose your shot at the United States title. Let's just do it another time. And of course, Carrillo, being the prideful Lucha Libre that he is, he says no and wants to have the match. Pierce tries to talk him out of it. Tries very desperately to talk Alberto Carrillo out of it. And Carrillo says no. He wants to have the match. Prideful Lucha Libre. Gotta give it to Alberto Carrillo because the Lucha Libre are very determined when they get kicked down, they get right back up and fight again. Gotta give props to him. Gotta give props to him completely because I, I, if I had been done, if that happened to me by Sheamus, I would not have been going into that match. There is no way I would have been facing Sheamus after what he just did to me in a match. Just not happening. But of course, he's He's Lucha Libre. He's going to fight to the bitter end. And I give him props for that. Of course, here comes Sheamus. Out. And, of course, we get Sheamus versus Alberto Carrillo for the United States title. This match is brutal. It's absolutely brutal. Carrillo's not at 100%. And we knew that. But Carrillo, gotta give him props. He does try. Bless his heart. He tries to take Sheamus out. Unfortunately, unsuccessfully. Sheamus does retain his title. Seconds after the match is over, Sheamus turns around and starts attacking Carrillo. Here we go again. Sheamus can't leave Alberto Carrillo alone. He's got this obsession with destroying anybody that tries to come at him for his title. This pure obsession. He's literally just destroying him. And, you know, Damian Priest comes out because he's had enough. He's tired of the shame Sheamus is playing with Carrillo. He comes out to the ring and literally clears it. Sheamus is standing at the top of the entrance ramp and there is a serious stare down between him and Damian Priest. Could we see Damian Priest versus Sheamus for the United States title? Could that be it? Could that be what they're leading up to? I'm hoping so, because I'm telling you, that match would be an incredible matchup. It would be absolutely fantastic match, especially if Damian Priest can successfully get that United States title off Sheamus. The skies will be the limit from there out. It would be absolutely incredible, and I'm hoping that Pierce and DeVille make this match official, because it would be absolutely incredible. 
Well, Ricochet, he's walking to the ring. And, of course, here comes Matt Riddle again. Can this man not stay out of everybody's promos? Can he just stay out of the way, do what he does best, go in the ring, kick butt, and walk out? Does he have to be involved in everybody's promo? But, of course, he comes riding up, and he starts talking about Randy and all these weird things again and how... Him and Ricochet are going to, you know, be in the Money in the Bank ladder match and how he thinks he's going to cash in on the tag team champions. Ricochet's scratching his head. Most of them goes, can you do that? Riddle. Riddle, 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 riddle. Let me tell you something. I'm just going to say this. I don't know where Riddle is coming from, but I'm going to say this. When you are a Money in the Bank champion, when you are a Money in the Bank contract holder, you can only cash in on three champions. Three. Three. The WWE champion, the Universal champion, and the NXT champion. Where in the world Matt Riddle got the idea that he could tag, tag, cash in on the tag team champions is beyond me. Because it's not Money in the Bank two cash hold, you know, contract holders. It's one. It's for three championships. And if Riddle for a second thinks that he can cash in on Roman Reigns... He's insane. If he thinks he can cash on Bobby Lashley, he's asking for trouble. And if he thinks he can cash in on Karrion Cross, he's asking to get it. Because I'm telling you, you've got three dominant champions right now holding those titles. It, it, it's not going to be easy for him to cash in on any of them. The, the other competitors would be more likely to be able to cash in on them than Matt Riddle. But, anywho, Ricochet thinks it's absolutely hilarious that he thinks he can cash in on the tag team champs. Miz and Morrison come up and spray Ricochet and Riddle and then run off. When they run off, they run over Riddle's toe where his feet, we all know that foot's injured and that's going to be a target and money in the bank is that foot. They run over his toe and he's not very happy that they ran over his toe. Enter Ricochet versus John Morrison round three. Falls count anywhere match, guys. This is an absolutely incredible match between I'm telling you if you've not seen round one and round two of John Morrison and Ricochet you need to go watch this go check out all three on social media because these two competitors are perfectly matched they are absolutely incredible every time they go into the ring against each other they bring something new to the table and it's absolutely incredible to watch these two go it's amazing. And when you put Miz in the mix, it gets even more amazing. It gets anything Miz does is amazing, but he gets even better with this thing with Ricochet and Morrison. It's absolutely incredible. It's a great match. Of course, Miz does try to get involved. As always, Miz trying to interfere. Of course, falls count anywhere. It's a no DQ. Anybody can get involved. It doesn't matter. We just get involved again, and Matt Riddle ain't having it. He comes riding out on that scooter, comes up to Miz, and flips Miz on his back in the wheelchair. He looks like a little turtle trying to roll over. It's absolutely hilarious. Miz can't get back, turned back up. Riddle's the whole time sitting there watching. Ricochet. There's a ladder midway through the match that was put because in Falls County anywhere, anything can be used. Tables, ladders, chairs, doesn't matter. There is a ladder that's put between the top of the ring to the commentator's desk. It had been put there by Ricochet earlier in the match, and it's been sitting there ever since. No one has gone through it. No one has touched it. It's still sitting there perfectly stationary. 
Somehow Morrison ends up getting on that ladder, apparently to do a move or something. Ricochet climbs the top of the ring, standing up on the ring post, does a four inverted 450 splash, and puts Morrison through that ladder. Literally, everybody in the Thunderdome is literally holding their breath. It is absolutely an incredible finisher. Inverted 450 splash and Morrison goes through the ladder for Ricochet to win the match. I'm telling you, anything that Ricochet and Morrison has been doing in these matchups together has been absolutely mind-blowing. Go check this match out. You're not going to be disappointed. It's an incredible matchup and it's going to be interesting to see what Morrison and Ricochet do in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Could Ricochet win the Money in the Bank? Could Morrison win the money in the bank? The sky's the limit as to what these two are going to do, not only to each other, but to the other opponents in the money in the bank ladder match. It's going to be incredible. Absolutely incredible. You don't want to miss it, but if you do, I'll be covering it. I promise I'll be covering it. So then we get Natalia and Tamina, and of course they're talking about you know their fight against you know, Rhea. They have a match against Rhea tonight. And they run into Mandy and Dana. They're getting their hair fixed. This feud between Mandy and Dana and Tamina and Natalia has been absolutely incredible. I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen next between these girls. Could Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke get the tag titles? Possible. The sky's the limit as to what could happen. Could we get a number one contenders match between Shotzi and Tegan versus Naya or versus you know Mandy and Dana sky's the limit as to what could happen this could be an amazing match with this it could be absolutely amazing you don't know who could be in this match you have no idea what's going to happen but it's incredible of course there is a brawl between all four ladies and it gets very interesting interesting to see what's going to happen very interesting what's going to happen on you know whether the tag titles are put on the line at money in the bank who's going to be you know facing them could we see it? Could it happen after Money in the Bank? Who knows? But looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with Man Mandy and Dana next. Really looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. Drew, he's proud of what he did. Oh, he's absolutely proud of what he did. Absolutely thrilled. And he's talking about, you know, he goes into the story of Icarus. Here we go again. Story time with Drew. Love when he does this. Absolutely looking forward every week to what Drew is going to say next. Actually looking forward to what story he's going to use the money in the bank. Going to be interesting, but he goes into the story of Icarus and how he tries to reach the sun. Absolutely incredible. And he basically goes to it and says, excuse me, but my wings, they're made of beef. And nothing will stop me from becoming Mr. Money in the Bank. I'm telling you, story time with Drew gets incredible every single week. He comes up with some of the most amazing stories, and he always seems to link it back to him. So I look forward to see what Drew's going to do next, and could he have a story at Money in the Bank? That would be an interesting thing to see. Rhea's getting ready for her match, and of course she does an interview talking about Charlotte and her, her whole fight with Charlotte. She kind of, you know, bypassed Natalia a little, which of course... I'm happy to see Natalia come out and face Rhea. It's a really good push for Rhea. It really, but it's a really good push for you know, Natalia too. It showcases what this, these two ladies can do, which leads up to Rhea Ripley 
versus Natalia with Tamina. This is an incredible match. Absolutely incredible. Rhea actually showcases what this girl can do against a veteran like Natalia. She really shows it. Natalia gives Rhea a run for her money and shows her, I'm not all talk. I'm show. I'm going to show you what I can do. You think I'm a pushover. You think because I'm a veteran I can't keep up with you. Yes, I can. I can actually do circles around you. And she does great. She does an incredible job. Absolutely, these two ladies bring out the best in each other. Of course, at one point, Tamina, you know, is Natalia's outside. Rhea's going for Natalia. Accidentally takes out Tamina. It's complete accidental. She did mean, you know, Natalia stepped out of the way. Tamina happened to be in the wrong place. Wrong time. Good to out about Rhea. Absolutely match. Perfect match. Back and forth. Weren't sure who was going to win. But it ends with Rhea Ripley getting the win. Now what happens after the match is stunning. It's absolutely stunning. It showcases what kind of a heel Charlotte Flair really is. And how incredible she is as a heel. Rhea is celebrating. Got her hand raised. She show you got the title above her head. Looking absolutely dominating and incredible. And what happens? Charlotte comes out of nowhere and nails her right knee from behind. Taking Rhea down. Rhea's been having trouble with that right knee since a couple years ago at WrestleMania. She's not exactly been able to get that knee back to par. She's been having some really serious issues with it. Leads you to wonder if there might be some injury in that knee that, you know, maybe medical team has not found yet. It's incredible, but she takes her out. Not only does she take out her knee, but she literally takes her to the edge of the rope, lead, takes her arm, wraps it around Rhea's knee, wraps knee, her knee around the rope, and pulls downward to the floor. You can hear Rhea screaming in pain. It's agonizing. It's brutal to watch. But that's Charlotte Flair. That's what she does. That's why she's a, the greatest heel in the women's division right now. Because she showcases true brutality. She shows you what she's capable of. And she takes it to the next limit. Do I think that she can defeat Rhea Ripley at Money in the Bank? I'm going to go with, yeah, she's got this one. I think this time, Charlotte's got Rhea. I could be completely wrong. I could be absolutely wrong. But I think this time, Charlotte might actually have Rhea Ripley's number. We're going to see what's going to happen. But that's my prediction. Charlotte Flair over Rhea Ripley. MVP's talking to the ladies, and he's telling the ladies, Look, you know, you guys need to make him feel better. You, when Lashley gets here, you need to make him feel better. If he wants a back massage, give it to him. Champagne, keep it coming. Make him feel happy because he's had such a bad night. Let's make him feel welcome. Let's make him feel happy. Let's make him forget about losing to Xavier Woods. Let's help him get his mind focused on the match with Kofi Kingston. Let's give Bobby Lashley the best time of his life. The MVP Lounge goes out to the ring. The ladies are out there with him. You know, he's letting us know, you know, this is the last Monday night inside the Thunderdome. Yo. Guys, we're, we're going to miss you guys. We really are. But we're looking forward to seeing the fans on the road. We're going to be excited. You know, We're going to be bringing Bobby Lashley to you around the country. We're going to be excited to see y'all. And, of course, he goes, guys, now I want to welcome the Almighty himself, Bobby Lashley. No Bobby Lashley. He doesn't come out. His music plays, but no Lashley. MVP tries it again. 
Welcome, Bobby Lashley. Music plays? No, Bobby Lashley. You're literally scratching your head going, now we know that we were told Bobby Lashley had re-entered the Thunderdome. Where is Lashley? Why is he ignoring MVP? What's going on? Did that Xavier Woods loss really get to him? Really bad? Did he really get to him? You're scratching your head trying to figure out what's going on. Well, Bobby Lashley comes out. And I'm telling you guys, he looks rough. He looks absolutely rough. It does not look like the Bob dominating Bobby Lashley we're used to seeing. It It doesn't. He looks absolutely rough. And you can tell he's not happy. You can see that anger, that fire burning in his eyes. You know he is not happy with what happened earlier with Xavier Woods. He is mad. And you can see it. Of course, he says to MVP when he gets in the ring, Look, I need to talk to him alone. You ladies need to leave. I need to talk to him alone. Get out. Get out of my ring. Go. Shoot. I need to talk to MVP by myself. It's like, look, I was thinking about, you know, what happened. Everything that happened tonight. He's like, Kofi's right. I have lost a step. Kofi's right. I have lost my edge. I can't believe in I cannot believe that Bobby Lashley admits that Kofi was right. That, that shocked me more than anything to hear that come from Bobby Lashley. But he says, and you want to know why I've lost a step? You want to know why I've lost my edge? You're the reason why, MVP. You are the reason I've lost my step. You're the reason that I couldn't beat Xavier Woods tonight. You're the reason. You're the reason we lost to Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston last week. You're the reason. All the champagne, all the ladies, all the stuff that you bring to distract me, to break me off my focus. You've caused all this. You're the problem. He goes, look, all I want to do is, you know, destroy Bobby Lashley. I want to destroy Kofi Kingston. That's all I want to do. I don't want anything else but to destroy Kofi Kingston at Money in the Bank. I don't want the parties. I don't want the ladies. I don't want the champagne. I don't want the VIP lounge. I don't want any of it. And he literally destroys the VIP lounge right in front of MVP, in front of the ladies, in front of everybody. He literally destroys it. Chair thrown out of the ring. He literally just, this is a dark side of Lashley that we've not seen in a long time. This is the Almighty coming out. This is the true WWE Champion showcasing what he can do. And we're seeing it firsthand. And MVP is literally stunned. MVP has never seen this Bobby Lashley and it's literally directed at MVP and he's seeing it and it's literally freaking him out. Literally. He grabs the mic and tells Kofi, I'm going to break you. I am going to destroy you. There is going to be nothing left of you when I am done. I am going to prove to you that I've not missed a step. I'm going to prove to you that I am the dominant champ. That I am who I say I am. And when I'm done destroying you, when I'm done breaking you, I'm going to leave money in the bank as champion. And I'm going to leave you broken watching me walk out with that title in the middle of the ring. I'm going to make you beg. And he literally just... 
throws the mic. Throws it. I mean, throws it. MVP is in shock. He's looking at MVP with this look of fear. This literally, this look of, I'm going to hurt him. I'm going to destroy him. MVP's scared to death. MVP doesn't know what to, how to handle this Bobby Lashley. MVP does not realize he has created a monster. An absolute monster that is going to destroy anything that gets in his way. Anything that tries to come at his title, he is going to destroy it. If MVP gets in the way, MVP is going to get it too. He's made it perfectly clear. He is leaving Money in the Bank with that title. He is leaving champion. He's made that perfectly clear. And if anybody tries to cash in, woe to them. Because Bobby Lashley is going to destroy them. There is no questions. There is no asking. It's going to be nasty. And that is how Raw ends. With Bobby Lashley being the dominant force that we are going to see at Money in the Bank. And MVP has no control over Bobby Lashley anymore. Now we move on to Friday Night Smackdown for 7-16. This is the final, final stop before Money in the Bank. And the cool thing is it's in front of an entire sold-out crowd. First time in over a year and a half, we've had a sold-out crowd for a Friday Night Smackdown. And of course, it kicks off with Mr. McMahon coming out. Happy to see Mr. McMahon. Haven't seen Vince McMahon in a long time. And you can hear the response from the crowd. They are happy to see him. They are excited to see him. I was excited to see him. He looks great. He looks incredible. Absolutely happy to see Vince McMahon walk out. And he just comes out and basically tells them, Where have you been? And walks out. Absolutely classic. Absolutely love it. He walks up, looks at the crowd, goes, Where you been? And walks out. Classic Vince McMahon. Absolutely loved it. Great way to open up Friday Night Smackdown with the chairman of the board, Vince McMahon. Loved it. So then out of nowhere, Roman Reigns comes out. Here we go. Roman opening up Smackdown after Vince. Absolutely incredible. They've got a new setup for Friday Night Smackdown, new Titantron, new entrance, new graphics. It's absolute new lighting. It's absolutely incredible. If you've not seen it, go look it up on your social media. It's absolutely an incredible setup. I love it. Absolutely. He comes out to the ring, and of course, the Usos, they come out, and they're standing on the side of the ring. Roman gets into the ring. Classic Roman Reigns. We knew it was coming. We knew it. And, of course, we find out that the Usos will be taking on the Mysterios for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships at Money in the Bank. Who did not see that coming? After what happened last week, we knew it was bound to happen at some point. And we find out that they are going to face for the tag titles. They're standing there, and, you know, they're, you know, they're, Roman's doing his thing. And out of nowhere, here comes the Mysterios out of nowhere literally they poof here they are well then after that we have also found out that there will be a six-man tag team match involving roman and the usos versus edge and the mysterios so of course the usos we know that's where they came that's why they came they came out for the six-man tag team match they're standing there and you know the crowd's cheering it's getting exciting the anticipation is literally building up 
and everyone's holding their breath waiting for that famous line that kicks in with Edge's entrance. When it hits, that crowd explodes. It is absolutely, if there had been a roof on that arena, it would have come off. It was that loud. Edge got a pop like you wouldn't believe. It was incredible. That incredible feeling of seeing Edge come out in front of a crowd. It's absolutely incredible. And he comes out. And, of course, we get the six-man tag team match. Roman Reigns and the Usos versus the Mysterios and Edge. Very good match. Dominic really showcasing what he can do. Rey Mysterio, classic veteran, showing what he can do. Uso's doing incredible. Dominic, at one point, ends up in the ring with Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns really shows what kind of power this man has against Dominic Mysterio. He pretty much annihilates Dominic Mysterio. There is no chance for Dominic getting past Roman Reigns. It's absolutely this man shows his dominance. He shows exactly why he is the universal champion. He exactly shows why he is the head of the table. He literally, brutally annihilates Dominic Mysterio. It's an incredible match. Back and forth. I mean, at one point he tries to put Dominic Mysterio through the table. But guess what? The table doesn't move. It doesn't even budge. The announce table doesn't budge. It's an absolutely incredible match. Back and forth. Not sure. You, you're rooting for all, all both teams. You're not quite sure who's going to win. Roman, Jimmy, and Jay win that match. After the match, of course, they start attacking Rey Mysterio and Dominic. Who didn't see that coming? We knew that was going to happen. We knew exactly that was going to happen. And Edge, of course, takes both the Usos out. I mean, he takes them out. Spear takes them out. Probably, I mean, literally takes them out. In the process, he gets Superman punched by Roman. Roman Superman punches him out of nowhere. You don't even see it coming. Edge don't even see it coming. He's busy trying to take out the Usos, and he gets Superman punched. Well, Roman decides, I don't like what you did last week to my cousins, so I think I'm going to do it to you. He goes and gets a chair and breaks part of the chair off. We all know what's coming. We're not stupid. Edge has done it twice. We know what's coming. Edge is on the ground. We know Edge is in trouble. He's you know, fixing that bar, getting it ready to go, when all of a sudden, Edge, out of nowhere, spears Roman. I mean, clean spear, right to the ground. Roman never saw it coming. The pole drops to the ground. Edge is like, hmm. He goes over and picks up that pole and walks over to Roman. Here it comes. We all remember this from WrestleMania when he did this. When he put Roman in the razor's edge with that pole in his mouth and had him bent back. Of course, we all remember Daniel Bryan got involved too and had to put the bell lock and it, it, it turned out disastrously. But we're seeing it again. He puts that pole, that bar, in Roman's mouth, puts him in the razor's edge and holds him back. Guess what Roman does? Tap, tap, tap. Roman taps out. He literally taps out. He can't take the pressure. He just can't take it. He literally, after that, Edge walks over, picks up the Universal title, and holds it over his head. Guys, if Edge pulls this off and does another Razor's Edge, 
just like he did on Friday night. I foresee Roman doing what he did on Friday night. Tap, tap, tap. If he can pull it off. I'm making a prediction right now. I'm making a perfect prediction right now. I, I'm not even going to even go any further than to say Edge has got the Universal title. He has Roman's number. He has his number. Sunday night is Edge's night to be champion. In front of a sold-out crowd at Fort Worth, Texas, it's his night. He's going to get that title off Roman. Now, could there possibly be a cash-in? Highly probable. But we're going to wait and see. But I'm going with Edge on this one, guys. I have to say it's going to be Edge. And he may just get Roman with the Razor's Edge. It's highly possible. We're going to have to wait and see what happens. But again, Edge, that's my prediction. So then we move on. Edge, Ray, and Dominic, they're in the back talking about that incredible, you know, ending to what they had done, which was absolutely, guys, absolutely incredible. And Edge gets stopped. He's talking, you know, about his match with Roman and how he's going to beat Roman and how he's got Roman's number and he's got Roman perfectly. When you hear laughter in the background, that cackling laughter of a familiar face. And we all know who it is. Seth freaking Rollins and he's laughing at Edge for his comments he basically walks up to him and he goes oh you have Roman's number huh <laughs> you, you, you think you can beat him huh sorry you don't have Roman's number and you can't beat him and even if you do I'm going to win that money in the bank ladder match and then guess what I'm going to cash in on you good luck Classic. I'm actually enjoying this feud starting up between Edge and Seth. Could Seth win the Money in the Bank ladder match? Could Edge, like I said, I'm saying Edge is going to win the Universal title. Could Seth cash in on Edge? Highly possible. It's highly possible. Which could set up a feud between Edge and Seth at SummerSlam. It's highly possible. The sky's the limit as to what can happen with this. But I'm loving this feud that they're building between Edge and Seth. It's going to be a great feud. After Edge is done with Roman, it's going to be a great feud. And if you put the Universal title in the picture, along with that Money in the Bank contract, it could get really interesting between these two. It really could. It could get very interesting. Very, very interesting. Now, I know some of you in the you know, out there are saying, well, you've made predictions for all the uh, some of the other matches. Who do you think is going to win the Money in the Bank ladder match? It's hard to call. Uh, there's some great competitors in that match. And my heart says Drew McIntyre, but my head says Seth Rollins. So it's hard to say who's going to win. So, guys, I'm just going to make a double prediction here. I'm just going to, I mean, I could completely get blown away. But I'm just going to make a double prediction because I can't really say one or the other. So I'm going to say it's either going to be Drew McIntyre or Seth Rollins that wins this Money in the Bank ladder match. That's my prediction, guys. It's going to be one of those two. It's going to be very difficult to make a decision on anyone else. Because like I said, Ricochet, Morrison, any of them could blow my mind. But right now, it's looking, it's leaning toward Drew and Seth. That's who it's leaning toward. And I'm just saying... 
I can't I can't bet on one and not bet on the other one. So I have to say it's going to be either Drew or Seth. That's my prediction. That's just how I feel. I can't I'm a fan of both of them and I can't go against one or the other. I have to say it's it's gonna be one of those two. So then we move on to Sami Zayn. We've seen Sami Zayn for the past couple of months going on and on about all these conspiracy theories and how WWE is going against them and blah, 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 blah. Sami, we're tired of hearing it. But, of course, he comes out to the ring again. Here we go again. Conspiracy theory Sami going again. And he's talking about how he should have been in the Money in the Bank ladder match and that WWE is conspiring against him not to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match and how they just don't want him to be in any, any title picture whatsoever and he just, you know, there's a conspiracy against him and tonight he's going to prove it, he's going to get the fans you know, the crowd y'all know I'm a victim, y'all have all seen it y'all know what I've been through y'all know what happened, I'm the victim here come on guys, side with me, you know that they're conspiring against me but what happens next is mind blowing and I'm telling all my listeners right now, go on social media and look up Sami Zayn's segment because what I'm about to tell you, you need to see with your own eyes. Someone comes out on Sami Zayn and who comes out on him is an absolute shocker. Guys, the lights go out and Finn Balor's music hits on Smack. Down. Finn Balor has returned to Friday Night Smackdown. It is absolutely incredible and the crowd goes wild. It gets nuts. Never saw Finn Balor returning to Smackdown. Never saw it happening. Never in a million years of my wildest dreams did I think I would see the Prince return to Friday Night Smackdown. But he does. And not only does he come in there, but Sammy tries to take a swing at him and Finn takes him out. Standing tall in the ring. About time someone shut Sami Zayn up with his conspiracy theories. It's getting old. We're tired of hearing it. So, of course, we all know Saucy Blackheart and Tegan Knox made their debut on SmackDown last week and that they defeated Natalya and Tamina in a non-title match. Well, of course, we get round two of Saucy Blackheart and Tegan Knox versus Natalya and Tamina. Again, guys, no, not for the titles, just a regular straight-up match. Of course, on commentary, we get delighted by Zelina Vega and the beautiful Liv Morgan. Love when those girls are out there. Especially love when Liv's out there. She puts the fire in a match, and I love to watch it. They're on commentary, and they're having their little dispute back and forth on who's going to win the Money in the Bank ladder match. They're trying to, you know, Cole and McAfee are trying to keep their eyes on the, you know, the match. The match is an incredible match. Tegan and Shotzi really bring, you know, the best out of Natalia and Tamina. And they literally tear the house down. It's an incredible match between these two tag teams. But what happens is it escalates because, of course, we find out, for those of you who don't know, we were waiting to find out who the last person was going to be in the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. And we find out it is Tamina. So now the tag team champs are now in the ladder match. Interesting little storyline. But in the middle of the match... 
Liv's had enough of Zelina shenanigans. She's had enough of hearing Zelina Vega run her mouth. So, Liv and Zelina get into a fight on the outside of the ring in the middle of the match. Which, of course, causes a distraction. Tamina and Natalia basically get distracted and Tegan Knox and Chelsea Blackheart get the win. After they get the win, Tamina and Natalia aren't happy because they know Liv and Zelina were the reason they didn't win this match. They caused a distraction. So they come out there and not only do they take Zelina Vega out, but they take Liv Morgan out. Bless Liv Morgan's heart. She can't catch a break. And they take them out. Well, Morgan ain't having it. She's had enough. She has just had enough. She drags Natalia back into that ring and literally, I'm not kidding you guys, destroys Natalia. Humiliates her in the middle of the ring and then points to the money in the bank contract standing, hanging above her head. Could we see Liv Morgan go all the way and win the money in the bank ladder match? Is it possible? Highly possible. Guys, it's very hard for me to make a prediction on that one, too, because you got 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 a lot of good competitors in it. But I'm going to have to go with either Liv Morgan or Alexa Bliss because these two girls have literally dominated it, and I have a feeling one of these two are going to win this Money in the Bank ladder match. I'm sorry, that's just it's hard for me to pick between those two because I love them both, but like I said... It's just like with Seth and Drew. I love them both. I can't make a decision. I'm saying it's either going to be Liv Morgan or Alexa Bliss. That, that's just how I feel. That If this is their if Fort Worth, Texas is their night. It's going to be one of those two. Of course, we get the match. Like, we told, like I told you, in case you missed it last week. Uh, Bailey is injured. She has a knee injury and she's going to be out for nine months, which takes her out of the I Quit match at Money in the Bank. So because she's out, they scrapped the I Quit match and they put Bianca Belair in a match with Carmella, the most beautiful woman in WWE. I say that sarcastically because it gets on my nerves. She's Carmella. It's plain and simple. She's Carmella. And she's facing the EST of WWE. Of course, we get to that match on Friday Night SmackDown, and it is for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And it's an incredible match. These girls literally... Carmella really shows what she can do. Never underestimate Carmella. The minute you do, Carmella's going to prove you wrong. And Carmella really gave it to Bianca Belair. But Bianca didn't realize what she was getting into. She thought that Carmella was going to be an easy win. She wasn't that easy. I promise you, she really gave Bianca Belair a hard time and made it not an easy win for Bianca. She made it very difficult. Of course, Bianca does win that with the KOD. Not an easy win for Bianca, but it was a good match, and Carmella really showcased why Carmella is as good as she says she is. She really showcased it because the minute you underestimate Carmella, she does a 180 on you and proves you wrong. And she really did a great job tonight. I got to give props to Carmilla for what she did. Alpha, Maca- Alpha Academy, of course, are standing there cutting a promo because they have a ma- Otis has a match with Cesaro. Good to see Cesaro, you know, back. Good to see Cesaro doing well. And Otis, the same with Otis. I don't know what it is that's rubbing me the wrong way. I love Otis. I absolutely adore Otis. Otis is an incredible in-ring competitor. He's an incredible on the mic. He, his presence is just amazing. 
But this heel Otis, I'm having a big problem with. And maybe it's because of Chad Gable. I don't know. But anytime that you put Otis in a match with anybody, we all know it's going to be a squash match from the beginning. It's, it's, it's no question. We know it. We're not stupid. You know Chad Gable somehow is going to get involved causing the other opponent the match. You know it's pretty, it's a done deal. Maybe, like I said, maybe it's Chad Gable that's running me, the rubbing me the wrong way. I don't know, but I have a big problem with it. But, of course, Cesaro comes out and tells him, look, I'm, I heard what you guys said last week, and I'm glad that you guys didn't include me in the conversation. Yeah, I'm very happy that y'all didn't. And, of course, Otis wipes out Cesaro right off the bat. Before the match even starts, he takes out Cesaro, which leads up to Otis with Chad Gable versus Cesaro. Again, exactly what I said it was going to be. It's close to a squash match. It really is because it isn't fair to Cesaro because he's going against somebody that is twice the size as he is. Fast. I mean, Otis is very fast and he's a great in-ring competitor. Not to give, I mean, Cesaro incredible in-ring competitor. But when you put Chad Gable in there on the outside of the ring with Otis, it's not going to turn out well for you. It's just not going to. And it didn't. Chad Gable caused, you know, Cesaro did win, but he did call, it was caused by a DQ from Chad Gable. Again, like I said, I like Otis as an in-ring competitor, but Chad Gable, to me, is a problem. He is a big problem when it comes to Otis, and I'm not quite sure how any competitor is going to get past Otis with Chad Gable in the way I have. I mean, some of you may disagree. Some of you may like Chad Gable and Otis, and like I said, give me a shout-out on social media if you do. But this, to me, is just a problem. It's something that... They're not going to get past Otis until they get rid of Chad Gable. That seems to be my biggest problem with Gable. Well, then we move on. Heyman is in the back. And he's talking about what happened tonight. And, you know, everything that happened with Roman. And Roman having to tap out. And Heyman's really concerned about his client. And I get your concern. I get, you know, Roman is the reason that you're here. You're representing Roman. Your representation is everything and you know your champ is everything if your champ isn't a champ you get that panicky feeling that you may not have a job come tomorrow morning i get that and Heyman's really concerned and he's talking about how roman will get past edge there won't be any problems not to worry roman's got this well Big E comes up and he starts making fun of what happened to roman classic biggie doing what biggie does best and he really really pokes it at roman he pokes the viper really bad and I mean he just literally humiliates Roman in front of Heyman it's an absolutely uh, absolutely interesting segment and it showcases what Big E really can do it really showcases what kind of person Big E is. and I mean I have to give Big E props for props this dude to stand up to Heyman and do what you did and say what you said about Roman you got some big cojones there buddy you really do to be able to do that I mean that was absolutely incredible segment I told you guys what's been going on with Baron Corbin as of late. And I kind of feel sorry for Corbin. I honestly love Corbin as an in-ring competitor. Whether he's heel or face, I love him. He's absolutely incredible. But what WWE has been doing lately with Corbin is really bugging me. I get that they're trying to face turn him. I get that. But it's absolutely humiliating. And I just want to give Corbin a hug. Because I feel so bad for Baron Corbin. And we all, if you haven't seen it, go on social media and look it up. Corbin has been through a lot. And I feel really bad for Baron Corbin. But of course he comes out. And he says it's no secret that for the last few weeks, he's been having issues. You know, 
his life has been awful. His daughter's sick. Yeah, his house is about to be foreclosed. His he's lost investments. Yeah, everything is just literally falling apart. And you know, it's like he says, my life has come and my life has come unglued. It's completely and absolutely come unglued. The fans have no respect. No respect for him whatsoever, and they don't really care for Baron Corbin. And of course he tries to play on their sympathy and goes, Look, guys, I need your help. I started a Corbin Fund Me page, and if you guys can just give me some money and help me out, it would be incredibly appreciated. Just $100,000. That's all I need to get myself back on my feet, to pay my bills, to take care of everything that I need. Just just $100,000. $100,000, Corbin? He says, that's a drop in the bucket. Really, it's not a drop in the bucket to some people. Some people can't afford $100,000. If they can afford $100,000, half the people wouldn't be in the poorhouse. So... I don't know where he's getting it. And some of these WWE fans, they can't afford $100,000. They're lucky they can afford a ticket to a WWE show. So I don't know where he's getting this. I really don't. But again, I feel sorry for him. I really do. And of course, he disrespects Texas. Gets on his knees and tries to tell him, please help me. You know, Corbin goes to this whole sympathy thing. and I just want to hug him. I feel so bad, I just want to hug him. Of course, Kevin Owens isn't hearing it, and he comes out. And he comes into the ring, and Corbin tries to play you know, with Kevin, tries to get Kevin, you know, $100,000, that's easy for you. You know what I mean? You know what it's like to come from nothing and have something, and you know, you. you I'm pretty sure that the outfit you got didn't cost you $100,000, and he just really goes at Kevin Owens. Wrong thing to do wrong thing and Kevin lets it go for so long he really lets it go for so long before he finally has had enough and he stuns Baron Corbin leaving him in the ring absolutely incredible which leads to our main event fatal four-way match Kevin Owens versus Big E versus Shinsuke Nakamura or King Nakamura Versus Seth Rollins. This is an incredible fatal four-way. You've got four of the best in-ring competitors in this ring. Literally, the four best in SmackDown. Literally destroying each other. Tables. The ladders are out there. Because, of course, money in the bank. They're using the ladders. They're doing the fatal four-way. It's no DQ. You can use whatever you want. Don't matter. Absolutely incredible match. At one point, Big E, literally, I thought he injured Seth Rollins. It gets crazy. Seth comes back in. The match is absolutely incredible. I mean, back and forth, you're not really sure who's going to win this. Shinsuke gets put on the commentary desk at one point, and Kevin climbs the ladder. Guys, this is incredible. You need to watch this segment with Kevin Owens. It's absolutely one of those moments your jaw drops through the floor. This ladder is tall. It is high. Shinsuke Nakamura is laying on top of the commentator's desk. Kevin Owens climbs this ladder. Literally climbs it. And does a flip off of it. Putting Shinsuke and him through. I mean the commentator desk collapses. And they go through it together. It is un freaking believable it's one of those aha moments that you're just like whoa it's an incredible match back and forth 
Not quite sure who's going to win it. It's an incredible thing. Big E is in the ring. Seth is in the ring. It's back and forth. And Seth gets the stomp and gets the win. Seth Rollins wins the fatal four-way. After the match is over, he does what we thought Seth would do. He climbs the ladder, pulls the money in the bank briefcase off the hook, and holds it up high. Hence, uh, shades of what could happen at Money in the Bank if Seth Rollins can pull this off again. Like I told you guys, I'm torn between him and Drew McIntyre pulling this off. I'm torn. But in my mind and in my heart, I'm thinking I would love to see that happen one more time. I would love to see Seth Rollins as Money and Mr. Money in the Bank. I would love to see it one more time and maybe get a repeat from years ago when he did the heist of the century at WrestleMania. I would love to see it one more time. Will he cash, if he does win, will he cash on on Edge, who is my prediction to win the Universal title, or will it be him and Roman all over again? Could we see Roman being Universal champ and being taunted by Mr. Money in the Bank himself, Seth Rollins? Could we see history repeat itself in Fort Worth, Texas on Sunday night? Is it possible? sky's the limit as to what could happen it's going to be interesting to see what could possibly happen again guys I want to thank y'all so much for listening because you guys are what makes this show happen every week you get out there you listen tell your friends let them know what's going on tell them everything that's going on let them know and by the way I'm going to let you guys know right now next week on my show, I am going to have a cool segment that you guys need to pay attention to. This is going to be a double, I repeat, a double featured pay-per-view extravaganza. You don't want to miss it. Tell your friends. Get on social media. Hit them up. I am going to do, again, a double pay-per-view extravaganza for Money in the Bank and Impact's Slammiversary. So do not miss it. You know you don't want to. Be there or be square. Go check it out. Again, guys, tell your friends on social media. Get them. Get, get the conversation talking. Thank you guys so much for listening. Because like I said... You guys are what makes this show happen. Hit me up on social media. Follow me on social media. If you don't want to talk about WWE, if you want to talk about AEW, Impact, New Japan Pro Wrestling, NWA, AAA Lucha Libre, whatever you guys want to talk about, we can chat. I would love to hear what you have to say. I would love to hear your comments. I would love to hear your your feedback. Again, Hit me up on social media, follow me on social media, on my Facebook, on my Twitter at Wrestling Nights, with Nights with a Z, guys, a Z, and on my Instagram at In the Ring with Brandy. And like I said, don't miss out. Tell your friends, tell everybody next week the double feature pay per view extravaganza for Money in the Bank and Impact Slammiversary. You don't want to miss it. Tune in. Or you'll miss out. Again, thank y'all so much for listening. I appreciate everything you guys have done. And we'll see you next time with more wrestling action. Have a great night.